The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Ed D'Agostino, who is the general manager at the Hard Assets Alliance, and uh, Olivier Garay, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. Welcome to both of you. Thanks for having us, Jordan. Let's start with you, Ed, first. Just a little bit of your background and uh, how you helped to create the Hard Assets Alliance. Uh, but also give us your background before you got to that point as well. Sure. So, uh, I mean, my background is basically in, in finance and in operations. I've worked in a, a variety of fields. Um, in finance, I was in commercial real estate for uh, for a while doing financing there and uh, then joined a uh, very large healthcare company uh, and became the VP of business development and, and helped that company grow. And uh, we focused on turnarounds. And uh, in the turnaround world, you become very... Uh, very familiar with the importance of capital, and uh, so that really kind of started me uh, becoming interested in alternative forms of of currency and 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 how to preserve your your capital and your wealth. Um, I've known Olivier for geez about a dozen years now, and uh, first he was a, a client of mine actually, and then we we became uh, friends, and and now uh, now I'm I'm lucky enough to work with him at the Hard Assets Alliance. Um, and I started working with him on various projects about four years ago, um, looking at different uh, investment opportunities. And uh, eventually we came across uh, uh, precious metal investing, and, and we wanted to bring a, a better way for individuals to invest in precious metals. And um, we just couldn't find the, the right model out there, so we decided to build it ourselves. And uh, that, that's really how Hard Assets Alliance came into being. And Olivier, tell us your background. Yes, so my background is I have spent most of my life doing running businesses and doing mergers and acquisitions and turnarounds. Like that's how Ed and I came to know each other. And I started as a CEO of Casey Research, who has been one of the leading financial newsletter in the. Uh, metals and mining uh, sector as well as other resource sectors and technology but uh, and so you know I've been uh, since 2007 very very uh, involved in uh, precious metals as uh, the CEO of a company that recommends different forms of ownership of gold as well as you know mining companies and so on and uh, we as Ed mentioned uh, we uh, we felt there were some needs in the market for people to own uh, precious metal but with the same convenience that you have when you own stocks, which means that you can you know, take delivery of the, the certificates if you want. You can sell the certificate and get your money right away. Uh, you can make sure it's, you know, in the case of uh, precious metal that is stored uh, uh, safely, but uh, that you have uh, full ownership and control over your gold at all time. And I think that's uh, what uh, brought us to uh, start the Hard Asset Alliance now over a year and a half ago. 
So Ed, describe that a little bit more. What was not in the marketplace before? I mean, what Olivier was just describing sounds like it was available. What is it that the Hard Assets Alliance is offering now that was not available before it was being offered? What was available prior to the Hard Assets Alliance was uh, there were there was the ability to use large, highly secure, non-bank storage um, and be able to store your metal overseas or domestically uh, or a combination of both. That was available, but only for large institutional investors or ultra-high net worth individuals, uh, $25 million plus per order. We wanted to bring that type of service to the individual investor and give them the ultimate in, in flexibility where they could have liquidity in their position, they could, they could buy on dips, but actually own physical, not just um, a, a, a piece of paper that says you own physical, but actually have it, take delivery of it whenever you want, or store it, again, in the U.S. or overseas in a non-bank vault, such as uh, VMAT or, or Brinks or Malka Amit are the three vaulting partners that we work with. So we brought that heavy institutional service down to um, uh, a level that you and I can, can make use of. So, Olivia, maybe describe that a little bit for the average person who wants to buy some gold. Does he register with Hard Assets Alliance? Does he uh, have his bank account linked to it? How does it actually work right. if somebody wants to buy gold or other precious metals through Hard Assets Alliance? It, it's a, well, that is what is really uh, very uh, specific to the Hard Assets Alliance. I mean, basically, when people open an account with the Hard Asset Alliance, um, they do it online from their computer. Uh, for most people, unless it's you know they're doing it for a corporate uh, uh, entity or some or from uh, outside the country, if uh, they do it from the U.S. and they're they haven't you know everything is straightforward, usually they will get their account open um, within a matter of uh, days at the most from the time they enter the information on the uh, on the computer. Um, and uh, once their account is open, they can fund, and you can fund either by wire, by sending a check, or uh, directly from your bank through an uh, ATM transfer. And you can fund your account, and as soon as your account is funded, uh, you can start trading. And when you trade uh, your gold and, or silver or other precious metals, uh, you uh, basically go on the account. You see the prices at any time in different locations where you might be interested of buying the gold or silver. Uh, so you could buy it, you know, for uh, to be stored in New York or Salt Lake City, but you could also have it stored in Zurich. Uh, in Singapore, and for each one of those locations, you see the exact price that you're going to pay. It's actually uh, even a, a maximum price usually because what happens is a computer looks at 16, up to 16 different suppliers and takes the three best price and shows you that the average of those three best price. And when you order, it usually will end up being slightly cheaper than that. Um, so you do it a real time, just like uh, it's really exactly the same as being on the Scott Trade account or something like that. And you can basically, uh, at least during uh, business hours where the uh, the markets are open, you can buy and sell uh, silver, and you always have full transparency. And you can choose all various kinds of golds and silver uh, uh, bullion. And then uh, you know it gets it basically will be. Uh, 
within uh, 48 hours, it will be actually at the vault in the country that you've, in the location that you've decided. And uh, from there, uh, at any time, you can obviously online review what you have in your account. And at any time, you can decide to sell that gold or silver or platinum or palladium and um, or you can take delivery and you can have it shipped to your home so you really I mean have access to uh, your funds to your assets either in real form it's not you know you're not taking taking a percentage of a 400 ounce bar you have you've chosen exactly what coin you want or what bars you want and those are in the storage place in your name and you can take delivery at any time but if you for some reason you need cash you can also basically go on your computer uh sell you know let's say 10 coins 10 silver maples or 10 gold uh one gold uh eagle and that is in your account, and two days later you get the money uh, that is accessible, just like you if you sold a share of stock. Are the prices being up to date, uh, updated constantly during the day, or, or does a dealer set up real, one price at the beginning of each no, day? Re, re, real time. They will fluctuate through the course of the day, just like the market do. I see. And then the different dealers are competing with each other for the best prices, same as a market making of, of an individual like an over-the-counter stock, right? right? And, and that's really what the revolution is, is that you have a combination of having something that is as convenient as an E-Trade or Scott Trade account, and you have in the back, you have uh, gold that is stored in, in a uh, secured vault in your name, so you're not, you don't have the counterparty risk that you have you know, with other type of... Uh, supposedly uh, gold back um, product like the gold ETFs, GLD comes to mind where there's been a lot of questions of whether or not uh, people, uh, whether they have all the gold that they have. But even if they do, you certainly cannot take delivery. So in the storage cost for the hard asset alliance is pretty much the same cost that it would, that uh, you would pay to have, uh, you know, uh, an ETF, uh, in terms of annual fees. So it's very competitive, uh, and the transaction cost is about as competitive as buying, you know, uh, gold or silver directly from uh, all the leader, the you know, the, the major uh, suppliers in the markets. So you have a very competitive cost and an extremely uh, uh, flexible platform and the ability to take your delivery at any time. So you don't need to take delivery, but it's always uh, available. What has been the reaction, Ed, to the launch of this so far? How have investors been taking it? Well, we've seen double-digit growth quarter over quarter, So, uh, and, and there aren't too many companies in this space that can say that right now. Uh, ever since the market correction, I think that some of our competitors, uh, unfortunately, have uh, have had a hard time. Uh, we haven't experienced that. We've experienced the opposite. And uh, I think a lot of that is just due to the uniqueness of, of our offering. So what is the advantage of buying it this way over going to a local coin shop or even the treasury and buying eagles directly from the treasury as far as the premiums you pay and fees and storage fees and so on? I, uh, I'll uh, say a couple, a couple of advantages. The first one is uh, until you take delivery of your gold and silver, if you have it stored, one of the big advantage of, uh, you know, whenever you, you buy uh, coins or bars um, and you take delivery and you go back to sell it, the first thing that the dealer 
whatever dealer it is, they have to verify that those are uh, actual, you know, pure gold and that they're legitimate coins or bars. Uh, and in some case, you know, they have even if the the coins have been scratched or something like that, they may require a discount. Or, uh, in this case, because the gold that you're buying is going directly from one of the major uh, wholesalers or refiners or mints, to uh, a vault, which is, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it can be, uh, there's different companies that provide vaulting services depending on their location, but some of them are Viamat and Brinks, which are the two leaders in the world. So it goes in, there is basically a chain of custody. So the, we know, and the customer knows at any time that the uh, the, the coins uh, have never, you know, They've never been compromised, and it can be verified. So when it comes time to sell, you're selling a a true commodity. There is no question about the value of your gold coin. Um, And so that's a a huge advantage because uh, what we have uh, seen in the past, and I can talk from the – is at times where it's, it's, you know, there's not enough – uh, gold out there or there's high demand, it's always easy to sell your coins. But when you get into situations like in the early 80s where the market is tough, then all of a sudden the dealers, a lot of the, the dealers will, will start saying, well, you know, maybe your, your coins are not perfect or something like that. In this case, there's no question. The price is whatever the market price is. There's no haggling. There's no you know, no need for any kind of a saying. So that's that's a huge advantage. The other thing is basically while you get all the, you know, you get the the convenience of online, the online service, and then the the full ba- the, the fact that there's no counterparty risk, the the premiums when you're buying are among the best in the industry. Uh, you probably know enough about this industry that you, there are those dealers out there that sometimes will sell. Uh, at spot or even sometimes below spot just to get people in and then they try to upsell them with different products later. Um, but if you take out those, those, that pricing that you find once in a while of, uh, extremely low pricing because it's, it's, uh, used Sales. to uh, really trap people into, uh, coming to, you know, and, uh, other than that, I mean, basically the hard asset has uh, some of the most competitive pricing at all times, and that's really due to the fact that we have all those wholesalers bidding for your product, so you really get the biggest suppliers in the world uh, bidding for your business uh, real time. Um, so you have competitive pricing, uh, usually amongst the lowest. Uh, you have full transparency. The storage costs are amongst the lo- uh, lowest that you can find anywhere for uh, allocated you know, uh, storage. Uh, it's uh, as you might. Uh, I think it's depending on on what kind of gold or silver. It goes from somewhere from 0.5 to 0.8 percent. That's right. Uh, you know, with For silver you. being uh, the on the high end, and then uh, large, uh, you know, like bars of gold being on the low end. So you. you could say on average it's 0.6.7 percent uh, annual cost. So very about about the same price as an ETF, as I mentioned before. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour, Ed D'Agostino, who's the general manager of the Hard Assets Alliance, and also Olivier Garay, uh, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. If you find, want to find out more about this, by the way, the website to go to is hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers, and you can find out more about it there. We'll be back after this. 
always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Business owners, do you run your business or does your business run you? Put yourself on the road to success by tuning in to Success Unchained with hosts Anthony and Julie McGloin. At last, discover how to overcome your biggest challenges, take control of your business, and achieve the results you've always dreamed of. Find out how with our resident master business coach and world-class guest experts. Transform the nine key areas of your business and unchain your true potential. Tune in Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Ed D'Agostino, who is the general manager of the Hard Assets Alliance, and also Olivier Garay, uh, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. To find out more about what we're talking about, you can go to www.hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Give us the argument for why people should buy physical gold, uh, silver, platinum, and palladium, as opposed to uh, the stocks of the miners or the exchange-traded funds like a GLD or SLV uh, that are in the same space? I'll, I'll take that one on, uh, this is um, Basically, the reason why people buy uh, gold, uh, the primary reason, in my opinion, is uh, – as a safety against a potential collapse of financial systems. If you go back to a time that is not so far back, which is 2008, I think we had a flavor of what can happen when uh, the systems break down. And, uh, you know, definitely after the Lehman uh, bankruptcy, we uh, there was a very short period of time but uh, where the markets were very scary and it could have ended up very uh, badly. Turns out that, you know, uh, the Fed stepped in, uh, and uh, all the banks got, uh, did not collapse, but we got very, very close to that. Unfortunately, instead of, uh, taking action to correct some of the major issues in the markets, uh, the, the Fed and U.S. government and European governments have, uh, you know, basically patched the system 
and injected a lot of liquidity uh, through uh, the central banks, but they really haven't fixed any of the problems. The, big, the two big to fail banks are even bigger. Uh, the leverage in the systems, the derivatives, uh, we really have a financial system that is very fragile. So far, so good. Things are working. But one of the things that could happen is that there is another crisis. At that point, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of your uh, if if something happens like that, a lot of uh, things could go wrong. And uh, what uh, you want is what uh, is to have gold and silver and precious metal as an insurance against that. This is something that will no nobody owns. There is no counterparty risk with gold and, and silver. And I'm talking about precious metal. And uh, basically what you own is uh, an asset just like your house. And maybe it can go up or down in value, but it's insurance against a, a disaster. How much you want depends really on how, how concerned you are with the, econ- with, uh, the economy and the, the uh, potential uh, financial crisis. But if you really want that insurance, then uh, I would say you have to have own physical gold and silver. Now, obviously, there's some risk in owning physical gold and silver. One of them is theft, um, you know, or you could have, you know, if you own them at your house, it could be fire. There could be, uh, so it's good to have some on hand, but you probably, if you're owning quite a bit, you probably want to also own it in a very secure area where you can have access to it, but, you know, it's not uh, under your mattress. Right, so let's let's take the example you say. Uh, let's let's go through the hypothetical example where there is a financial crisis. Okay, let's let's say we have another two thousand eight, and another Lehman Brothers goes under. I mean, we don't have the name of any firm, but a firm goes under, right. and the and the Fed doesn't come to the rescue, and things start collapsing, and you've got your money in gold. What what does this mean? Are you going to go to your local supermarket and get your gold coins and and buy groceries that way? I mean, how, how will it help you get through when there actually is a crisis? Well, that's one of the reasons why silver is very often, uh, you know, uh, for smaller amounts to go to the, you know, there is a chance that something like silver would become uh, money again. The other possibility is when you have a, a breakdown like that, you start having bartering, and gold and silver have intrinsic value. They will retain that value, and one of the reasons why gold and silver have been money for you know, millennium, uh, millennia is because they they have always retained their value, and they are they, they will they, they can be stored. They're divisible. They can be you know they're an easy to exchange. Uh, the problem with uh, you know if, if what you have, which is also tangible, is let's say uh, food. I mean, unfortunately, you cannot store it very long. So the, the, there is a reason why gold and silver have been money for so long. And uh, basically, when everything else breaks down, yes, gold and silver will do it. Whether you go with your gold to the uh, to uh, to the supermarket, well, I mean, again, the smaller uh, coins, gold coins, may may allow you to do that. The large ones, you will exchange for something else. So, I mean, are you saying that there could be a breakdown in the financial system and people would lose uh, faith in their currencies, in effect, and want to go to a hard assets economy? Is that, that's basically what you're saying uh, could happen? Well, I mean, uh, until there is a replacement, yes. I mean, I, I don't know how long it would be, but it has happened, you know, in the past. And, you know, while history is never, 
predictor of uh, of the future. There's definitely things that come back, you know, you know, through throughout time, and even if it is not a total breakdown, there's a chance that other assets will just uh, decline in value. Anything that is not uh, backed by tangible assets will decline in value. Um, you know, there's a very interesting book called When Money Dies, which uh, uh, basically describes the situation in Germany uh, during the Weimar uh, Republic, and where things there was there was uh, changes, and uh, it uh, you know what what happened when the the system broke down in the 20s in Germany is there was a time where uh, a few eggs were of the same value as a piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just disruptions like that. So exactly what happens, we don't. What will happen? What could happen? We don't know. Again, it's it's like insurance. Will you buy insurance not because you intend on using it? Certainly not if you buy life insurance. You buy insurance because things happen, and you hope you never use it. But if you have to use it, it's there. So it's a good example. What happened with gold? In the Weimar Republic, when the paper money became almost worthless, what what were people doing it, it, transactions it of gold? Value. It went up in value. You say it, it retains in value, and in terms of it, be, it became uh, a money. You know, for for obviously not not in the street. I mean, in the street, you know, you probably were better off with with some eggs or something like that. But in terms of compared to the the the, the fiat monies that. You know, specifically the Deutschmark, uh, it actually retained its value and allowed you to exchange for uh, tangible assets. And what's happened recently? For example, we had Cyprus, where they had a crisis there. They had exchange controls and all kinds of things. Do people hoard gold when you have a crisis in a country like that? Well, you know, in in uh, Cyprus, we haven't we haven't seen it that much, but certainly it was the case among the at the beginning of the Greek uh, crisis in in the EU. Uh, and uh, premiums went way up in in uh, in Greece, and gold was not available anymore. Actually, the same thing happened in 2008 in in the U.S. There was a time where the largest gold sites in the U.S. didn't have any gold for delivery. It just was not available, and it lasted about three months from. Uh, from uh, late September, early October, all the way till the beginning of the next year of 2009, most gold sites did not have the, the, uh, any gold coins or silver coins available. This is because demand was so great that they just exactly. ran out of physical supply? Yeah, there was just not. You, you have to realize that also the, the, the paper market is so much larger than the actual physical market. So there's a lot of gold and silver traded every day. But a very small percentage of that is is physical, and I think when when you have a crisis, the ones that have own physical as opposed to the GLD uh, that you mentioned, which is the ETF, uh, are the ones that actually um, uh, will will have you know will have an item of real value. I would not buy GLD. I mean, GLD is great if you want to buy gold for trading. You know, let's say you're you're trading against. You do options and futures, and uh, or, you know you you trade against uh, fl- short-term fluctuations. But in terms of owning gold, um, you know, I just don't see it as insurance. I mean, if anything, there's all kinds of counterparty risk. You don't know where the gold is. You cannot take delivery. So uh, that's just you know. As far as I'm, it's a trading vehicle. It is not owning the metal. Now, the miners is a little different, if you're asking, you know, because you asked that before. Yes, I mean, at KC Research, we follow all the miners in our our, 
newsletter, Big Gold, and uh, I, you know, there is no question that, like currently, especially the miners are very undervalued. So, if you want to speculate on a comeback of the value of the miners, which means to put some leverage on on your gold, uh, you can buy high-quality mining companies that have a lot of gold in the ground, and uh, you know there's a good chance that if gold uh, increases in, in value rapidly, that you can get some uh, leverage and actually make a lot of money with the miners. And I believe that's good for a portion of your portfolio. However, there's still stocks, so I would not call that insurance. This is more in your... Speculative. It's speculative. Yes, right. I'm saying it's speculative. It's, it's yes. speculation. It's not insurance. So Very good. Okay, we have to take a break. We have to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman with the Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Ed D'Acostino. He is the general manager of the Hard Assets Alliance. And uh, Garay, uh, Olivier, Olivier Garay, who is the CEO of Hard Assets Alliance. Again, you can find out more about it at hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Ed D'Agostino, who's the general manager at the Hard Assets Alliance, and Olivier Garay, uh, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Some specific areas I wanted to talk about. One is IRAs. People may not be familiar that you can actually hold physical gold in your IRA. How does Hard Assets Alliance make it easy for people to do that? 
Well, we formed a, uh, a partnership with the Entrust Group, and Entrust specializes in self-directed IRAs. Uh, prior to uh, us working with Entrust, what you would have to do is, is basically go to an attorney and set up a separate LLC to get your self-directed IRA up and running, somewhat cumbersome, uh, convoluted, and then you had to be very careful what you bought through your IRA or you could uh, inadvertently um, void your IRA if you bought something that couldn't be held by an IRA. So we started working with Entrust on developing a, a platform where it would be seamless. So what we have today is you can come to our website and just like you are opening a regular account, you can select to open an IRA. Entrust sends you uh, two extra forms that you need to fill out. Um, they handle all of that for you. They, they contact you, uh, make sure you filled out the form correctly, and then uh, they process your self-directed IRA, and you manage it online just like you would a normal Hard Assets Alliance account. And you can buy and sell only the types of coins and bars that are allowed to be owned through an IRA. So we basically suppress any products that you can't hold in an IRA. You can't see them when you're in, when you're logged into your IRA account. So it eliminates any any oops moments where you uh, buy something that you shouldn't have bought through your IRA. So can, can you uh, can you buy all four precious metals, gold, silver, platinum, and palladium in an IRA? Uh, you can, uh, but there are specific types of coins and bars that you can buy, and it, it, and they're the popular ones. You can buy maple leaves. You can buy eagles. You can buy bars so so long as they maintain a certain level of purity and and that's all available on the site. Okay, very good. You've announced recently uh, a new gold product called the Combi Bar. Maybe explain what that's about and why somebody would want to buy one of those. Sure, it's a neat product. It's manufactured by uh, Volcombi Swiss, which is a very well-known LBMA-approved uh, refiner. And the Combi Bar is a 50-gram bar, and it is scored into single gram pieces. So it basically is the size and shape of a credit card. fits nicely in your wallet. But what's unique about it is you can break off um, one gram at a time. So if you are in a situation where you need to barter, you can break off the equivalent of about $40 worth. That's, that's a proc at today's prices. That's about what one gram is worth. You can break off a little piece of about $40, and you have a much more usable size uh, of gold, and you know it's an accurate gram because of the way this product's manufactured. So it's much easier to use on a smaller scale than, say, uh, a one-ounce coin where you're, you're walking in with uh, you know, $1,300 or so in one coin. Now, do you only deal in bullion coins or also numismatic uh, gold and silver coins? Only bullion at this point. So give us the pros and cons of doing bullion versus numismatic coins as far as the value of them. I, I can take that one. Uh, the, basically, uh, there are some, I mean, it's, it goes back a little bit about what you were asking us for, to the miner. Uh, if you want to buy numismatic, it's a little bit like speculation. You have to, you have to know what you're doing. Uh, the the premium is much higher over the the you know the spot prices of gold and they vary they will fluctuate depending on uh, offer and demand and uh, if you really know what you're doing there are some great deal in numismatics there's also a lot of in uh, one of the reason why a lot of uh, 
um, I, would, I would say most of the unscrupulous uh, gold dealers will sell you uh, what we call uh, numismatics. Uh, they're not. They're not. You know, numismatics to be valuable gold uh, have to be very rare. If you if you know what you're doing and you buy a rare coin, you can make some serious money. If you uh, buy, uh, you know, there's some uh, Mexican, Chinese, and coins from uh, basically uh, special edition coins that are uh, semi numismatic. Uh, usually they sell at a much higher premium than real bullion. And uh, in most cases you'll find out after the fact that when you try to resell them, you will not even get the same premium that you get with bullion. So it's a very bad investment. Uh, the reason why dealers will offer those is usually because they can make much greater margin. The typical margin <clears throat> on uh, on on uh, uh, regular bullion is somewhere between, uh, depending on the size of the coin, and uh, is somewhere between three percent and uh, you know six seven percent eight percent. Um, on some silver coins and maybe a little bit more right now because of the, the demand in silver, but it's very tight. Uh, when you get in semi-numismatic coins, uh, dealers can make sometimes 20, 30, 40% margin. And that margin is unfortunately, uh, you don't, you don't get it back on, on the sale side. So I don't recommend get, getting at all into semi-numismatic. If you want to go after real <laughs> collector's coins, uh, you really have to study and, and, and get very knowledgeable. Basically, what you're doing is buying at retail and selling at wholesale when you get to numismatics, and that's where you typically lose money. That's I guess right. people buy them, they kind of get wrapped up in the history of a particular event, the Olympics or a coronation or some specific thing that's minted for that so-called limited quantity, but you're saying the premium they're, they're, being, they're having to pay for right. it. Is, is never recovered, basically. It's, uh, and and the, the limited quantities are usually tens of thousands of coins. It's not like some of those, you know, if you take some rare numismatic coins where there may only be two or 300 coins available in the world. That's, those are unique, and those will tend to be, just like artwork or anything, uh, because of the rarity, will tend to preserve their value. But uh, semi-numismatics usually are not in that category. Now, at the Hard Assets Alliance, you offer something called the Smart Metals Action Kit. Tell people briefly what they get at the, uh, if they go online and get that action kit. So anyone who goes online can get this kit uh, for free. We make it available to anyone uh, as a service, and it basically walks you through the ABCs of investing in precious metal. It explains the difference between paper metal versus physical, the reasons why you'd want to consider physical over paper, and then it gives you ideas on uh, how to actually invest in physical. And we talk about other vendors as well, not just ourselves, uh, because there are other vendors that are, that are good out there. Um, we obviously feel that we're the best for many people, and so uh, we end by explaining to you the nuts and bolts of how our system works, what your storage options are, why you might want to think about storing in, say, Zurich or Singapore as opposed to under your mattress, um, and just try to make it easy for people to understand who we are and what we do. Now, let's, the, the two big determinants of price are supply and demand, and let's take them one at a time. Uh, give us a sense uh, of the supply right now of, and we can go through the four different precious metals as well. Uh, there's been a lot of mines that have been closed down because prices have come down. So give us a general sense of what's happening in supply in gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. 
Well, definitely, uh, you know, on the supply side, as you as you mentioned, uh, you know, since uh, specifically since 2011, um, many mines around the world have seen their cost increase uh, because of increase of power in power power costs, because of uh, you know general equipment has become more expensive, drilling has been more expensive. You know, generally speaking, all costs have been increasing. Um, they're uh, at the you know they've also been confronted with increased take from governments through taxation and confiscation, which have raised their costs. So uh, most mines have seen their costs increasing above the uh, current uh, selling price of gold. So when you look at miners, obviously we look at people that have low costs, but there are a number of mines that have closed, and there's a lot more to come unless prices start rebounding. So there is a definite constraint on supply right now uh, around the world. The other thing that you have to realize is the supply, you know, the, the entire supply of gold a physical gold in the world is nowhere near the amount of gold that is traded every day. So it's just, you know, there, there's just uh, a huge uh, disconnect between uh, what the markets trade and what's actually available. Okay, so on, on the gold side, uh, because the prices come down, these costs have gone up, you're saying some mines have, have gone. When the prices do get as high as they are, though, are still $1,300 an ounce or thereabouts, does other supply come out? I mean, people melt down their family jewels or things like that. Other supply that is physical kind of comes out of the, the closets and so on. Does that offset it to some extent? Yes, it does. It does happen. Uh, we certainly saw it in, you know, the, uh, in the 2009 to 2011, uh, there was a period, uh, there were, uh, more supply people that actually sold their jewelry and things like that. You saw a lot of signs out on the streets about, you know, we buy your gold. Uh, and that, that makes a small difference, uh, but it's actually not extremely significant. Uh, most most uh, most of the gold is actually uh, you know does not change hands a lot and uh, the, the, the what comes from uh, recycling gold is is actually very small. The other thing is gold, uh, but to a greater extent silver, are also used for uh, industrial applications. So there's part of the demand that is consumed, uh, you know, to uh, to, uh, to manufacture. Uh, Things like you know, and, and it's small quantities per unit, but uh, in your computers, in your uh, cell phone, all the precious metal have use industrial uses. Uh, obviously, silver is the one that has the uh, biggest percentage of its uh, you know uh, annual production, which goes to per, towards uh, industrial uses. But uh, there is a percentage of gold and silver that uh, will never be reused, you know, because it's included in products. Is there still a lot of supply of gold to be found, or has mostly easy gold pretty much been found at this point? Well, I mean, you know, uh, it's a little, little bit the same argument as uh, the peak gold, peak oil. Uh, there's no question that, you know, there is there is gold to be found. There's, uh, you know, there's uh, knowledge that there's plenty of gold in the oceans, uh, you know, if you could find an economic way to recover it. But I think what you find is just like oil. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the Bakken and, and the fact there's all, all kinds of new oil being found in the U.S. It is, but it's, it's oil that has to be extracted at $80 instead of $40. The same thing with gold. I mean, what you find is 
know, 20 years ago, you could extract you you could extract gold and and make money for a couple hundred dollars an ounce. And now you're in, you you know a lot of mines have to go and spend. Um, uh, you know, spend a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars, or in some case even fifteen hundred dollars per ounce to recover the gold. And the reason is because the uh, percentage of gold that is recoverable per ton uh, is much smaller. I mean, a, a mine currently will be uh, can be practically uh, operated with only with less than a gram of gold per ton. So you managed it. I mean, a ton being one thousand kilogram—that's one one parts per million. That and you can still uh, mine it economically. Amazing. That's the current prices. Okay, we've got to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guests this hour are Ed D'Agostino, General Manager at the Hard Assets Alliance, and Olivier Garay, uh, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. Again, you can find out more about gold and silver and buying them online at their website hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. Are you looking for innovative ideas on how to achieve your financial dreams? Tune in to Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday afternoon at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Join certified financial planners Ken Smith and Ethan Broga to learn how you can obtain financial success. You'll be entertained while you discover techniques to alleviate your financial concerns. Empirical Investing Radio every Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guests this hour are Ed D'Agostino. He is the general manager at the Hard Assets Alliance. And Olivier Garay, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. And again, you can find out more about them at hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers. Welcome back to both of you. Thank you. We were talking about supply. We did a little bit on gold. Let's also talk about silver. What is the supply situation for silver? Extremely tight, uh, much tighter than gold. I mean, uh, the, the problem is uh, 
you know, 80% of the supply of silver is uh, is consumed every year, and it uh, never comes back. So there is actually very little bit of silver that is available for investment, uh, and a lot less that is available for investment and is sold to uh, various ETFs and uh, and uh, mutual funds. So there's a, a real shortage of uh, uh, physical silver, and that's even more uh, so than uh, than gold. If that's true, if the supply is so tight, why has the price of silver come down so much? Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. The, the price of silver, of paper silver, has come down quite a bit. But if you look at uh, the price of physical, uh, you're going to find that the premiums uh, ever since early summer have remained quite high. Uh, if for coins in particular, the demand for silver coins is so high that premiums are still well above 10% above Spot uh, to to the point where I'm starting to wonder if spot, uh, at least for silver, is uh, is even all that relevant anymore. Okay, let's go briefly through the other uh, metals. Uh, platinum. What is the supply situation with platinum now? You know, the interesting thing with platinum and and palladium as well is you've got the world's concentration uh, of the metals are in South Africa, and you've had a tremendous amount of labor unrest in the mining industry in South Africa. And so those are two metals that uh, the supply can be quickly constricted uh, due to labor unrest. I think what is interesting, if you're looking at having a you know a, a precious metal portfolio, um, the having uh, a mix of gold, platinum, palladium, and silver is a good idea for diversification for, uh, from a diversification point of view. Uh, all of those have the same attribute of being uh, tangible asset, real money, but uh, the three smallest or less uh, less often used uh, uh, precious metal, which is uh, you know silver, but even more platinum and palladium, uh, tend to have limited supply, uh, a lot of uh, industrial demand uh, associated with them, and tend to be much more volatile. So there's real opportunities when uh, they fluctuate on the downside to acquire, to uh, take some and get a much uh, greater uh, increase in uh, pricing as they come back in value. And we've seen definitely that in silver, you know, that went from nine dollars announced in 2000 and late 2008 uh, to uh, pretty close to $50 an ounce and then went back down to $20. So very big fluctuations. It's not for the faint of heart, but it's all, it, it, they're definitely a very tight supply situation and an ability to, for those uh, uh, to increase a lot in value. About a third of our sales are in silver, so it's not insignificant. Yeah. Right, let's talk about the demand side here. Uh, some people have said that as the prices have come down, uh, that demand has actually picked up, particularly for hard assets, I mean for physical, in particularly China and India and other places that are very oriented towards buying. What, what has been the demand situation for physical uh, of these metals? The biggest two weeks that we've had in our history were in April after the paper market crashed and then again when there was a big correction in June our volume went up by 100% uh, over the average of the past two weeks. So there was a huge surge for demand, uh, and, and that was worldwide. 
Yeah, that was not limited to us. Actually, we conducted a survey of all our refiners and suppliers, and uh, during that period of a month following April 15th, which is when the the, the, the big drop in the free, big original drop in in gold prices and silver prices, when um, basically uh, we got from all our suppliers. Uh, that includes, you know, some of the uh, major banks that trade with gold, uh, with gold and silver. Uh, a 90, 95 to to five, or in some case, even they had no, no, uh, uh, nobody that wanted to sell. All their orders were uh, buy orders, and uh, they all said the same story. I mean, it's like, you know, we either have no no buy orders, or we have one every other, you know. And, and it was, we saw, you know, we have a lot of correspondence to KC Research all over the world. And, you know, whether it was in China, Hong Kong, India, there were long lines to buy gold. And those lines are just starting now to resume a little bit as supply has come back and, you know, the, the prices have stabilized a little bit and come back up. But uh, so there was definitely a, a huge demand for physical uh, and so you're a lot saying of central the, the, banks have been buying physical right and left since the uh, beginning of this year. So you're saying there's really a lot of hardcore believers in gold and silver, and they're not deterred when the price goes down. In fact, they see it as a buying opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And what role does central bank? Uh, apparently, the German central bank is bringing some of its physical gold from Fort Knox to Germany. Is that having a kind of psychological impact on the market? Well, I, I think it, it has had a, a psychological impact on the market, and um, you know, I obviously nobody will be able to say whether that's that's a reason or not. But there's uh, what is interesting is there was an announcement they were bringing back, but they're going to take seven years to bring that gold and silver back. However, uh, you know, if you know, what, one of the the theory is that uh, there is a a lot of the gold that uh, is in the U.S. in Fort Knox has been leased out, and that uh, the pressure on the gold and silver market might have been so that uh, the, uh, the the U.S. government can buy back on the markets. Uh, I don't know if I, you know, I mean, again, uh, rumors are rumors, but there's definitely been a lot of pressure that has been associated with those announcements on on the the, the prices. Of gold and silver, and that's quite interesting. Uh, what's wh- what is uh, also interesting is that uh, a lot of the uh, developing economies, the central banks of the de- developing economies, have increased dramatically their uh, holdings of physical gold, uh, and that has been across the world. And this is, you know, in the last uh, five years, has been the first time. Uh, in three decades that uh, actually central banks have had a net increase in holdings of physical gold. So it's not just, you know, individuals that don't trust the systems and decide to buy insurance. I think there's a lot of countries out there that are getting nervous about the financial systems and and have actual programs to buy uh, physical uh, gold and silver. We have about a minute left. Maybe, Ed, just kind of briefly summarize why it would be a good idea Look at Hard Assets Alliance and what you offer as far as people wanting to buy gold and silver. It's easy to open an account. If you uh, have an online trading account, it's going to feel very comfortable and familiar for you. You can get exposure to physical metals by actually owning them directly. You can store them at Brinks, Viamat, Malka Amit across the world or in your backyard in New York or Salt Lake City. And you can take delivery whenever you want 
for as much as you want. I, I don't think it can be beat. And if you want to sell, you have the liquidity of our system selling back to the world's largest wholesale dealers and refiners. Very good. My guests this hour have been Ed D'Agostino. He's the general manager at the Hard Assets Alliance. And uh, Olivier Garay, who is the CEO of the Hard Assets Alliance. Again, you can find out more about this at hardassetsalliance.com slash moneyanswers. Thank you both for being a guest on The Money Answer Show. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you both, and we'll be back again with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business.